The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. You are about to embark on a journey. It is hardly awesome. I was out until like 2.30 last night. Doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. We're talking about other things today. I know. This is not your average... Hardly awesome podcast. No, this isn't. This is Let's Get Weird, Volume Two. Are we just going to do them by volumes, or are we just going to call I it let's just, just Let's Get Weird? This is Let's Get Weird. What's up? We're going to get weird. Just a bit. We're talking about weird stuff today. Yes. Some weird stuff just happened right before recording. Mm-hmm. If you listeners are lucky, you may hear it at some point. Maybe. Maybe Stay today. Tuned. Maybe That's next week. You say. never know. Stay tuned at all times. That's Don't you ever cut off this show before you hear the end of the music. Don't ever cut this show off before you I hear it if, end and go into the next show. I wonder if people hear the music kick on, because you know how we just say, hey, we're out here, peace, music kicks in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many people stop it immediately there to listen to whatever next episode so or whatever show they listen you, to? I can tell you for sure I am one of those people. I wonder, do you ever notice how much time is left? Because there only Sometimes. should it should be the same every time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if you notice it's longer, wouldn't that I'm say that there's... probably going to wait around, yeah. There's something something to behold? Uh, you know what I'm probably going to do is I'm probably going to hit the 15-second skip to see. Yeah. <laughs> and then if I hear something, I'll go back and, and start it up it's, again. It's, it's like a Marvel start. movie. You're like, wait. wait whenever, I, whenever I hide stuff in, in here from now on, I'm going to give it the space like CDs used to have back in the day. So CDs... Mm would have hidden tracks that would be like... Because, like, say, you know, a CD, you would only have, like, 13 to 20 tracks on it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it has space for easily another 15 to 20 more songs, right? Mm-hmm. So it would use all that space all the way up to whatever they needed at the end. So you'd hit play on something, and then you'd listen to the last song, and it'd end, and then you'd notice that it's just dead air. It wouldn't just, like, go back to start or just stop, right? Yeah, we just keep going. And then the next track would flip, the next track would flip, and then all of a sudden, boom, there's a song, and you're like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen strange. some bands very, do that. Like um, Godsmack did that on one of their albums. Yeah. Or maybe oh, it was just after yeah. that song. I think it was at the end of the album. Yeah, it's at the very end of the album. Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff, dude. I love that stuff. And so, yeah, listen. There's a little hint for you listeners. Pay attention to the end. If it looks like there's a lot more to go. Don't play our stuff tuned. backwards. Doesn't There's nothing buried in there. Yeah, or maybe there is, and we're telling you not to do it, so you're not opening up portals to another mm. dimension. And then they... <laughs> And then they're from wrong, Anthony's mistakes. Wrong show. And then they're fucking doing that little flip where all of a sudden they're on a different universe. Everything's the same but slightly different. So then they have these Mandela effects going on. Mm. Right? Mm. Speaking of Mandela effects, I'm not sure if we talked about this the last time. I didn't go back and listen to this. I just think we talked about creepy experiences when we opened with the show, something to that effect. Because we mm. were usually mm-hmm. doing this thing about get to know us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and that was our first one. So we wanted to introduce any, you know, the paranormal yeah. paranormal sides. And I, I, I got to be honest, I don't know if the three of us have ever had this conversation before. Because it's rare where we sit down to talk about weird paranormal stuff together. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've talked about alien stuff, you know, things like that. Here but there. I was wondering... What are your guys' favorite, like, unsolved mysteries? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, things mm-hmm. that are really considered, like, the mysteries of the world, the universe, disappearances, um, unexplained events, 
you know, what's what is your favorite one to like talk about? There's got to be something, right? Like, because you don't have to be super hardcore into this stuff, but there's got to be something that interests you in like wanting to talk about that kind of stuff with your friends. And usually, it's something you do if maybe you get a cabin somewhere and it's it's nighttime. You guys are all hanging Sitting around, around the campfire. Yeah, that trying when to tell spooky stories. Yeah, or when something. you're in that yeah. mood. I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna turn the, I'm gonna turn the, uh, the lighting down in here so we can get in the, the, the mood too. But Anthony, what is one of your favorite? Your one of your favorite doesn't have to be your absolute favorite, but one of your favorite topics to talk about in terms of like unsolved mysteries of the universe. Unsolved mysteries of the universe, th- things that. Uh, so I, I don't really talk about a lot of mystery stuff. So like I don't really bring this up in conversation much, I guess. But I will say this: one of my, one of the ones I think is very interesting, and. I don't know. I think I'd like to learn a lot more is D, is DB Cooper because it was like, dude, mm. what he he robbed? It wasn't a bank. What he what he rob? Was it arm was it arm cars? And gets in the plane and then leaps and then gone. And it's like no one knows who That's he like, was. Uh, reminds me of cocaine bear. <clears throat> and then I, I actually you know what I know where this where this little nugget started from. It was from the movie Without a Paddle. That's where I first learned about DB Cooper, and I thought it was made oh, I've up. Never seen that movie? Okay, so you don't know the whole story of DB Cooper and stuff. Not not the not to its entirety. No. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. That's but, a but really like, good that's one. That's one is like one. the fact that it's like, dude jumped out of a plane. No one knows who he was. He why did he do it? Like it, it was. I know there was a drop. I know he was supposed to meet the target, and then it went off course. What was that? It's like where's this fucking yeah. money up in the mountains? So that's well, not yeah, all. That's, that's not thing. all how it went. But where the money's but, never been 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 found because they recorded the 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 numbers right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's never been used anywhere. It's never been in circulation anywhere, and it's never been found anywhere, like in the ocean or or in the woods anywhere. Mm. So you have the gist, yeah. But there's a lot of facts in there that you don't have correct, or you don't even have at all in terms of what the story is. But save that, okay? Because we'll use that for a future episode when we get weird. We'll talk about the disappearance of DB Cooper. That's a cool one. That is a fucking cool one, dude. When you, especially when you start to really know all the facts and the story and how everything goes down, like just how. I mean, at that time, so we talk about this a lot, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about like how in the past, it's it was almost like it was really easy to get away with shit. Well, you just, had, and, you and just, just had to not be there and to just disappear. How many people like yeah, fake their deaths? And that's just what I'm saying. Yeah. and you know what I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Never dude. heard from again. You could you could do that easily, and that kind of comes into play in our story later today. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um. But yeah, it's so just thinking about the time in which he did this, right? And just the just the brazenness of it and the fact that he never was caught. Nobody found him. Yep. The money's never been in circuit. Like I said, like it's yeah, it's a really, really cool story. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into it. And I think when we do go deep, dude, and you really learn all the real facts behind it, you're gonna be even more enamored by that story. Sweet. It is cool. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Jim, what about you? Um well, to kind of write off uh, his coattails there, um, Can't even come I up like Rich. Really, what's happening really? with him today? What's happening with it's Jim? It's follow up to my to my mystery. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> Let me finish my goddamn statement, okay? You don't even know where I'm going with this. Uh. <laughs> to follow off of those coattails, I really like unsolved mysteries concerning like people who just disappear. Yeah, like when airplanes just disappear. Well, Amelia mm. Earhart, like what yeah. actually happened to her? Um, is is that the one that you like the most, the Amelia Earhart one? No, no, no. But no, the one I like the most yeah. is Roanoke. Oh, oh, the whole colony. Yes. Yeah. They're, just, they're gone. But I feel like, well, no, that is great, and I love it. But I think, 
I'm not sure, but I think there's a lot of evidence now that we know oh, yeah, that points sure. to how like how it may have gone down that it's not yes, as. But we still don't know for sure. Yeah, that's true. You that's true. I mean? But I remember being a kid learning about that in school, being yeah. like, "What? The yeah. whole village and town just, just gone, gone." And again, when you're a kid, to you, they just pop out of existence. Yeah, they're gone. They're just yeah. gone. Right, it's gone. But when you get, then when you start reading, you're you an saw adult. It's like two yeah. year gap where nobody knew like what was going on there, and then when like, they finally got there, they're all gone. But yeah. those days was even. I'm talking about what the 70s, 60s. When was the DB? Oh, Maybe 50s. D- oh, I can't D- yeah. remember. Yo, this is the 1600s where when that guy yeah. goes across that boat back to get yeah. supplies. Three years. You don't know if he's ever coming back. Right, and it's and he that's could the just thing. be like. Fuck it! I'm gonna start a new life back here, dude. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You know what I mean. And you have to and this assume, poor dude, wanted to get back, got caught up in a war and couldn't. And these people probably thought he abandoned them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, dude. Or Ugh. something happened to him, right? But yeah. back in those days, that's Cracking how you lived. Mm-hmm. You lived not knowing. Like you Ugh. just kind of you didn't care. Kind remember, of. Uh, remember. Remember. Uh, so there either there's people who either love or hate this movie. This movie is one of those divisive ones. Mm. But M Night Shyamalan's The Village. Oh, oh yes, I love it. Yes. But do you remember that that feel of how he had it with like you don't know what's going on in the outside because they're they're separated. This yep. village away from all these other villages and. And in this girl's mind, when she was going to go and traverse all of this terrain to get to the nearest village, you know what I mean? It was like this, uh, in her mind, it was like days and days quest in those old days. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was so different. We were so used to everything like right at our fingertips and so fast. And, and I'm like, what the fuck, bro? It's like 902. Where the hell's Anthony? Do you know what I mean? We're so used to that. Whereas back in our back in those days, we'd just be here doing hanging out until he got here and be like, oh, was everything okay? How was your travels? Not knowing if he died of dysentery yeah, on the yeah, side yeah. of the, the trail somewhere or yeah. something. Listen, I, made, I got through Oregon Trail growing up once. We'd be sitting here for a Maybe. couple hours and say, well... We'll check in next week. Hopefully, he makes it by then. Dude. <laughs> yeah, right. But he'll have an excuse. He'll have an adventure to tell us of. Something happened on his path that cost him his afternoon. <laughs> I oh, put geez. my I put my horse down. Yeah, I was bit by a snake out the old watering hole. Nice. But yeah, uh, no, I love that. I love that whole idea of the whole Roanoke going missing and 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 not knowing what happened. Actually, what happened to yeah, him? Yeah, I'm a fan you of know? those too. But I'm a fan of all that kind of stuff, like ghost ships. Where did the crews oh, go? Yeah. Things yes, like that. Dude. You know, there's a even, lot in that calendar that they bring up. Oh yeah, heck yeah, dude! I, I'm keeping a list of ones I want to bring back, and nice. this was on the list. So, so ah, okay, good. so that's why I wanted to uh, the our topic for today. Uh, for me, dude, it's always going to go to the fact, and it's so prevalent now, and it just feels like oh, you know, whatever. That's um, that's just something that's every day. But when I was a kid, this wasn't the case. It you know. Being a kid, being into X-Files and thinking like UFOs and, and aliens were real, mm-hmm. like that, I was a, you're, you're a dork, you're a weirdo. Like, come on, you can't be serious. You really believe that, right? <laughs> and now we have fucking the Pentagon having to be like, oh, yeah, of course, they they, they exist. We can't say for sure it's extraterrestrial yet, but uh, yeah, there's definitely things we don't know what the hell they are. They fly around here. Yeah, sure. Why not? So much so, dude. That when there's a national security event going on with weather balloons going over the country, they're not <laughs> ruling out extraterrestrial origins. Right. Yep. It's, it's crazy. crazy. It is crazy, dude. But I'll always, I always love the story of. Um, oh, I wish I could remember their names for sure. But it's it's this oh this couple in from the 40s, mm. 50s. Uh, oh, the, the first the time. Yeah, when they're yeah. driving home in that night and that. The, they have their experience with the UFO. That one always has been. 
uh, something that's imprinted itself on my brain since I read it as a kid. Like I, I can still picture myself being in my bedroom, sitting on my bed, having one of those big unexplained books, right, and reading that story and just being and in my mind. We talked about this the other day. You talk about getting lost in movies or when you're mm-hmm. reading. Like all of a sudden you're literally there. Like yeah. you're there in the world. And I used to be able to read that way when I was younger and just be like oblivious to my bedroom. Like I was literally yeah. there. So I was there in the middle of the cold night, you know, in the, the 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 street that went through the woods and these people were sitting there in their car and this thing was above. First it was in front of them. It looked like headlights, mm-hmm. super bright, right? Their car dies. And that to me was always the fascinating thing because then you'd see that in all different accounts that would come later is that people would be in cars and then all of a sudden sh- shuts down, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh yeah, very famous scene in the film. Yes, I haven't seen that in um, a long time. And they nope, that's in there because yeah, nope, it's all in there because you know it's just it's this is one of those first accounts. Yep. And and to me, I've always loved that story. I always have. It's always been one of the ones that fascinated me the most because uh, aside from Roswell, to me that was one of those other ones that was kind of a pinnacle to say, okay, we got to start paying attention to what's happening here. Yeah, pay attention. To the we're not skies, alone man. here. You know, that was one I almost said was Roswell too. I almost Roswell's that a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So like, so UFO started being sighted in the forties. Before then, they didn't have any circle discs, no saucers or anything in the sky that they would see or recognize. That's not true. So there's okay. been things. There's been all kinds of accounts through history of things like that. And people, there's a lot of people who are believe in this stuff that say that this has been happening since the beginning of our our ancient times, like our first mm-hmm. recorded writings, where you could see paintings you can see like uh, cave paintings hieroglyphics you can see things that look like spaceships or look like aliens like spacemen you know really? wearing suits um the crystal ancient, skulls a- ancient aliens from what i well ancient aliens to Look. me has become just kind of a joke because of how over the top it is with yes. things yeah. but at the end of the day the idea of that it came from the fact that there are things that they can't explain as to hmm. what these are and there's some scholars that'll point to stories in the bible to say that these are actually encounters with other things mm-hmm. hmm yeah Really? You okay. didn't know that? I, I didn't know. Oh, I, we, I mean, got a, we got so, another future so I'll, episode. So I'll say like stuff like, I do know like they misconstrued or like seen like flaming chariots across the sky, the gods flying. Like they describe them as chariots, but like, I mean, I mean like. Obviously, that's a comet. I, I, I know like. A, or. Or. UFO. Or is it a UFO with that? But like, Could I mean be. like someone say like, oh no, I was abducted. A light came down. Like that kind of thing. Like, like the Travis Walton story. The name doesn't hit me. I'm did sorry. You ever, did you ever see the movie Fire in the Sky? It was in the 90s, I no. think. No. It's a very famous story. Uh, The um, Coast to Coast, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Has an episode where he talks to Travis and the guys about the whole experience. Dude, you know what? I feel like we have a whole lot of future episodes coming up here, dude. We have the oh, ancient aliens. Dude, there's got. so many we could do here. Yeah. But yes, but we, could, today's... we could start a whole other podcast about it, man. Don't you already Definitely. do another creepy podcast? No, I don't. That's Not why anymore? I need my fill, dude, because oh. that, that show doesn't happen anymore. Oh, wow. It hasn't happened for a while. Where have you been? It's been almost a year I now. Thought you were, I thought you were still doing stuff on 
No, no. Yeah, no, dude. The wall, the the, oh the doors God. and the windows of the clubhouse have been boarded up, and yeah, power's they're, they're, been cut. it's temporarily it's temporarily silent at the moment. the the creep The creeper clubhouse is temporarily silent. The pipes have been drained. So I say temporarily freeze. because my hope is that we do come back here very soon. But um, I just again, part of my life is having to schedule it. Anyway, yeah. before yeah, we I, move forward, for I it. want listeners to know that we're doing our show today. We're going. We're going to get weird. We're doing. Let's get weird. A lot of stuff's kind of paranormal talk, weird talk. But our main topic today is going to deal with a murder that is a very gruesome murder. So mm-hmm. if you're triggered by these kinds of things, I'm going to be reading a lot of stuff off of Wikipedia to, to go along with what we're, so we can have a discussion over it. Uh, but a lot of the details on here on are, are not for the faint of heart. Nope, very graphic, very gory. And I don't know if I'm going to get very graphic with it, but, you know, if at any point, this is still something that can can upset you. You may not want to listen to today's episode. When we get to the new the main topic, we I will be you'll definitely know we're getting to the main topic because it usually comes right after our commercials. Yes. So that little warning, that little thing, that little th- is out of the way. Let's get into the let's get weird episode of Hardly Awesome Podcast. Did anything go weird in our weeks? Anthony, did anything paranormal, strange happen to you this week? Any oh. any brushes with the other realms? Unexplained things? No. No? Nightmares? None. Did you have any nightmares this None. week? Okay, you're good. Slept like a baby, man. <laughs> I slept like a baby. No, I got to say, uh, I'm, I'm about the same, man. Nothing wow. Nothing strange. And I never really have anything strange happen, though. Okay. Yeah, I don't attract a strange... You mean text Amber to see if anything strange has happened to her throughout the week? No. no. I know one thing strange that happened to her. What? She had her mirror fixed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so nothing weird or paranormal or strange happened to me. However, this week I did learn something of somebody that I knew, mm. something that happens to them. And I was when I found this out, I was absolutely floored. What? I've known this girl for over a year. I have never once heard her tell this story. However, there were a few people around the office who had heard this story, so she had told it before. One of my employees lives in a place that is haunted by multiple people who have died there. Shut up. The closet in their bedroom, when they first moved in, had pieces of tape in one of the door jams going up, marking like, height. And I think maybe a name next to it, but height. Okay. It was okay. just pieces of tape. She said nothing weird until the first time ever. I don't know how long she had been living there. You know, the, t- the tape was old. It was all, it was, it was curling on some sides mm-hmm. and stuff, but they didn't go and remove them. They didn't tear them down. They left them there. Well, one of them was peeling to the point where it fell off on its own. See, she said she picked it up and threw it away. And that night, she woke up and looked down at the at the, the at the closet, and she could see the shape of a short, maybe a childlike shape, standing in the door there. That's creepy. Shut the fuck up! No. Yes. No. And she sh- no. she went to shake her husband, uh-uh. and, awful, and he turned to her and she looked at him to say what was down there. And when she looked back, it wasn't there. Uh uh-uh. uh No. Mm. Could be weird. Could be a dream. Okay. Yep. Yep. Could yep. be a dream. Could have been a weird thing that happened until nope. it happened again. Shut the fuck up. Because another piece <laughs> fell off. It was a slightly higher piece. Was it a bigger person? 
And then later that day, she was walking by, walking to the room. And as she walked by or something, she looked into the room and there was literally someone standing there a little bit taller. But literally someone was standing there. But she said she couldn't see complete defined features. It was just a a A shape. shape. Like something was there. And then she was like stopped and came back real quick to look. And he wasn't there. Was it almost like out of peripherals? No, like she glanced in. She looked in. Not out of the corner of her eye. She looked in as she was walking by. So when she sees this shape, are we like a shadow figure shape? Or like do we see like human skin? Like is it like a human like art? I think shadow. I think that's how she she said it. So then she thought, I don't know if I want to deal with this. And she pulled off like two or three of them. And then I, I don't know if her husband told her not to or she decided, you know, maybe I don't want to do this. But she already pulled them off. And that night, sure enough, when she was going into the room to go to bed or something that night. I don't, I, see, I might mess up how she's approaching these, but mm. that night, multiple forms all stand in there. That's no. wild, dude. No. <laughs> no. No, thank you. No. I would have been out of there after I've the seen, first time. No, I've seen enough horror movies. There was literally a movie I watched with Kevin Bacon where the kid takes stuff and shadow figures start coming through portals and shit. It's literally how a horror mo- movie... Mm, no. There are people out there that when shit happens, it's like, hmm, I peeled this tape and there was a, a ghostly figure. Let me try peeling the rest and see what happens. And it's like, oh, no, there's more shadow figures. Why would you think Why? that's a good idea? Why? Oh, no, what happened? Where, does, where did this take place? What was that accent? I don't know. I'm just, oh, no. Oh. Um, I'm just. You know who this is. Yes. You, you, who I'm talking about specifically? Yeah. Did yeah, you yeah, hear yeah. her telling this story? Yeah, I did, yeah. Wasn't that just, that's what she was saying, though, right? Yeah. Like that was yeah, happening. Yeah. Yeah. That was no. creepy, dude. No way. Dude, when no. she was saying that, I was getting all goosebumps. I was like, what the fuck? How, first of all, how is this the first time I'm hearing of this? Second of all, have you tried to record? <laughs> of course, and, that's your first thought, dude. And she goes, I never thought of that. And she has a Waze camera or something. Oh. She goes, next time it happens, she's going to turn it immediately to see if no. she can capture no, it. No, what she should do is freaking keep the camera pointed on it. Then I told her, well, it's. The closet, bro. You're not going to have a camera on her while she's getting dressed. Well, and no, I mean, I mean, at, I mean, at night, obviously, Still. the shadow figures keep popping up at night. It wasn't always at night. I think the one time she said it was during the day. She was walking by, yeah, glanced in the room, and night. saw it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I told her, do EVPs, record mm-hmm. the audio, like just record audio. Go in there, ask questions, give a lot of space for for give it time to try to answer you. You might not hear it, but just record. Send me the audio file. I'll I'll, I'll clean it up and see what we find. Interesting. Yeah. We might Uh-oh. be getting some EVP. Nope, I got goosebumps. We might have a future episode about with EVPs. Anthony might not be able to be here for that one. No, like that's like, no, it's just like me and Amber actually have a rule for each other that like we both are very gullible and like we can mess with each other pretty easily most of the time, you know, yeah. for the most part. Wait, you wait, know, wait. Oh, she's got that gullible? No, I'm more gullible. I'm significantly okay. more gullible, but... Okay. <laughs> We both believe each other. Like if I was to tell her something, she, you know, she's going to try and you know trust me. And we both have a rule that, hey, if one of us ever comes to the other that this is ha- something haunted, I saw a shadow figure, like something like that, that we do believe each other. That there is a just a trust because like we both watch enough horror movies where the other partner's like, nah, you're seeing things. No, you're seeing things. Nah, we're okay. And that's how shit gets out of control. So, oh, no, no. Shadow like the boy who take- cried wolf, dude. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You good? Yeah. Did you get it out of your system? Does your hairs go back down, though? No, I still feel it in the right arm, but I'll hold it. Yeah, yeah no, thank you. I'd have been out of there right away, man. No way. I can't. Mm-mm. Yeah. So there you go. That's what happened in my week that was paranormal. Not to me. 
but apparently to somebody that, that I know. Heard. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Oh, no. And hopefully we're going to have some content for the future from that. That'd be cool. Mm. All right. Let's move on. I told you these are going to be quick because this is all about weird, paranormal, strange. And if it did not happen or you couldn't find it, we move on. All right. So if you had nothing going on, let's see if there's any weird things that happened in the world. Did you get anything, Anthony? So I do have a news article from 12WBOY. This is from October. Oh, damn it. Oh, all right. October 21st, 2022. <laughs> Hold on. So maybe my it. article won't be as bad then. Hold on, wait. I, Jim, I have, you, I, I'm going to see my you, other follow up article. It was a little bit sooner. Relax, relax. All right. So mine Jim. comes more from the world of strange. Okay. Okay. This is a. Uh, I'm, I'm coming back with an article that I had brought before. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when I, guys, when I offered you guys a new job oh, in New yeah. York City? As what was being referred to as the rat czar. Yes. I'm beginning to feel this like week, a rat czar. Rat czar. <laughs> there you go, dude. Marketing <laughs> campaign. Uh, from NPR, New York City is waging a war against rats. Meet the woman leading the charge. Oh, my God. So, who is she? Kathleen, excuse my pronunciation, Karate is a newly appointed New York City rat czar, the first person to hold the position aiming to address a swelling rat population. She's a former elementary school teacher and notably not a rodentologist, but she says her unique experiences helped her qualify for her official role as the citywide director of rodent mitigation. While working for the Department of Education's Office of Sustainability, she developed the Zero Waste Schools Program, the nation's largest zero-waste program, which also led to the agency's rodent reduction efforts to pretty promising success. So, hopefully she can take on New York City's rat Can she rap mob. fast, though? That's what I want to know. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was... Um, well, if you remember, we looked at the, at the application and the qualifications, and I... Don't recall that being that should have been one, one of the though. qualifications. It should have been one because she should have been like fucking Pied Piper, where she's just rapping like that fast and they're following <laughs> her through the streets. That's all it is. Super <laughs> humane, funny, right? Dude. She's just yeah. walking them off and then off a ledge. It's <laughs> <laughs> like lemurs. Oh man! All right, rewind, Anthony. What you got? All right, so I have another one. Oh god, it's, here we go. It, it's not another one. <laughs> it, it, it's it was hey, actually I mean, from I mean, uh, that, September that, that. 2022. So I'm gonna go back to the one from October 2022. No. Oh, are they both Lord. 2022? Yeah, they so are. So then you don't have any. Yeah, I don't have anyone. <laughs> oh, God, guys. What are we going to do here? What do you mean? You Google weird paranormal mine news articles. Comes from, <laughs> mine comes from politico.com one day ago. One day and one year ago. This is their defense section. Oh, okay. So if I say it's the defense section. Probably UFO. Oh, why would you go right there? Um, because typically that's that's what the defense uh, talks about when it comes to paranormal or strange or odd things. The official in charge of a secretive Pentagon effort to investigate unexplained aerial incursions has co-authored an academic paper that presents an out-of-this-world theory. Recent objects could actually be alien probes from a mothership sent to study Earth. This is by Lara Seligman. Hmm. And this is for you, Anthony. April 14th, 2023. <laughs> 1.06 p.m. Dun, dun. In a draft paper dated March 7th, Sean Kirkpatrick, head of Pentagon's All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, and Harvard professor Avi Loeb teamed up to write that the objects which appear to defy all physics could be probes from an extraterrestrial parent craft. Hmm. 
It's unusual for government officials, especially those involved in the nation effort to collect intelligence on recent sightings, to discuss the possibility of extraterrestrial life, although top agency officials don't rule it out when asked. After Loeb posted it online, the paper gained notoriety from a post on Military Times and has circulated among science-focused news outlets. The paper explains that the interstellar objects, such as the cigar-shaped Oumuamua, Remember I that? remember that. Yep, yep. Do you remember this thing that came through our solar system and it looked like a cigar-shaped like piece of Long rock? thing, dude. It yeah. looked like a piece of rock. And so they said it was like a comet or something. But they were also through. saying back then that they were, there was speculation that maybe it was a mothership. And there's there's top physicists and actual like scientists, scientists, not oh, UFO people saying, who think, are saying. I think there was a recently a, a paper published from Harvard scientists. That there's was something that. recent that they were saying they really think it was because mm-hmm. of the way it moved. It seemed to be only a, a propulsion system would move it that way. That there were parts of it that had ref, were reflexive surface, surfaces that shouldn't be for whatever type of rock the readings were telling it it was. Mm. So it was really weird. Anyway, the paper explains that interstellar interstellar objects such as the cigar-shaped Oumuamua that scientists spotted flying through the galaxy in 2017 could potentially be a parent craft that releases many small probes during its close passage to Earth. So, when it went by in 2017, that's the, why they're saying we're seeing so much of it now. so that they have to acknowledge this is something that's happening. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Well, what 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 used to be the government stance on talking about UFOs? They, used they don't to exist. Not admit, right? Yeah, they don't exist. So it's interesting that they're starting to switch their. The paper goes on stance. to compare the probes to dandelion seeds that could be separated from the parent craft mm. by the sun's gravitational force. It examines the physics of how the smaller craft could move through the Earth's atmosphere to reach the surface where they could be spotted by humans. The paper notes that the probes could use starlight to charge their batteries and the Earth's water as fuel. It also speculates on the motive for aliens to send exploratory probes to Earth. This is a much longer article. I don't want to go too hard into Dang. it. But, yeah, that's that was a day ago that they're talking about that. A few weeks ago, they came out saying it was a comet. Like, they finally, scientists said, hey, we figured it out. It's just a comet that went by. There's a lot of physicists, a lot of top officials that are saying, I don't think so. We think that it might be something else, hmm. and we need to pay attention to that. It's crazy. Hmm. That's very crazy, dude. Yeah. Truth is out there, dude. It really is. I saw that on somebody's Listen, uh, I yesterday. Believe. It said the truth is still out there. I want to believe. You think if that's a real thing that they will intervene before we destroy ourselves with nuclear missiles? Like the second it those things are starting depends. to go down because they're monitoring, on. they're like, go stop it, and it stops immediately. Like those things are flying, and then whoop, just stops in midair. I don't, I don't, I don't really know, dude. I don't really know. Or are they here to? Are they Michael Jackson up there eating popcorn, smiling, watching the movie go down? Like South Park, where just they TV might be show. like, you know what? Don't let's just not get involved. Let's just or keep going. or are they wait for us to fucking blow ourselves up, and then they're like, all right, hey, so whoever's left, mine the resources. Maybe they maybe there's there's uh all kinds of intergalactic rules and laws, and they're not allowed to. They have to let everything play out. Like Star Trek. They have to see if we're going to evolve to the point where we can insert ourselves and become a part of the their, galactic, their galactic order. Federation. Well, yeah. that, that was that was an episode of South Park where they came down and they gave the space money. They're like, here, what you can do with it? And they, they decided to hide the money instead of giving it back. And they're like, all right, so you're shut off from the rest of the universe. They're like, you're not good enough for us now. That figures, dude. So there you go, though. The Pentagon coming out to say that that cigar-shaped looking thing that went may through have been a mothership. may have been a mothership. Interesting. Popping out little dandelions. Popping out little. Crazy, man. It's like Star Wars, man. 
Remember right. on Hoth when they sent the, the the thing down to to the planet yeah. on Hoth? No, yeah, it's, it's, it's it thing. is. It's legit it's that they're out here scouting shit out, seeing what what it's all about. What's the deal? And they're using water, our water, to power their vehicles, their craft, which which is incredibly smart. But that's if you know that we have water. Here. In the future, when we get into our conspiracy theories episodes, okay, um, there's that one about the guy that invented the. The car that ran on water, mm-hmm. and then the oh, government yes, I heard took about them that. out. Oh, I think oh yeah, I heard somebody took them out. We'll talk about that in the future. Anyway, that's what's going on in the weird world. Let's go on to our next segment. Check this out. Only if you've watched or are watching anything that's weird, unexplained, strange, creepy. Yes or no, Anthony? No, no. Jim. I'll be, you're going to be surprised. I have not watched a single episode of The X-Files in the last week. Wow. I'm surprised in myself for what that. What season are you on? Four. Wow. And then I put on, because I knew we were doing this episode, I put on the new some of the new episodes of um, Unsolved Mysteries last night. The not that I really ones. got through any of them. Netflix. I started one that I had seen before, and I was like, oh, I remember this. Yeah. They're okay, but but like you they're, said, they they're don't not have like the, the feel. old one. Yeah, because yeah, the old the ones used to give original. you like three different stories. Yeah, this only gives you one. And the other one just has a different feel. See, they were trying to do something to bring back and cash in on the idea that like everyone is loving nostalgia stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you're not going to bring us what it kind of even feels like, then well, see, eh. that's the thing because they didn't do that. I don't know if maybe they didn't try to take the nostalgia route. Because mm. as far as I know, the beginning, like the intro too, doesn't even feel like the original one at all. But they tried to bring the show back in a new light and give it a fresh take is what I feel like they did. But, I mean, again, something like that that's so iconic for, for yeah. pop culture that I feel like you have to. You could have done it and called it something else. Oh, exactly. Because Absolutely. it it was still great production. Yeah. It was a good yes. way of telling mis- mysteries or unexplained stories, things like that. Yep. But no, I know. To call it Unsolved Mysteries and not have the feel, aside from the music, the music had like a kind of the yes. feel of it. Yes. That was about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was quiet on my front, too. I saw a lot of stuff, but nothing on the weird paranormal Yeah, I know, side. and I know there was something that you saw that I wanted to talk to you about, too. There is... What is it? Uh, Murder Mystery 2. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. Yeah. We'll talk about that after the show. I did... You know what? I did put on, on Tubi, there's a show called Weird or What with William Shatner. Oh, okay. It's one it's of these shows. Show? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's one of these shows where they pick a subject and then they talk about it ad nauseum, different cases, like two or three cases about whatever it is. So maybe it's like exorcisms and then like there's mm. exorcisms okay. here in the Catholic Church and then maybe like in an African tribe and then, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, to show the different types mm-hmm. of exorcisms around yeah. the world. And it's funny because he always, he intros the show, he's on a, a Segway <laughs> ro- <laughs> rolling up like a sidewalk to this house in the middle of the day, like a beautiful day. And, he's, and you know how he talks, right? He's like, this world is crazy. <laughs> there are things you don't know and once you find out they're pretty weird <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so yeah dude i was watching that the other night and i was falling asleep to some of that stuff but that's about right. oh that's not true the other the other weird creepy shit is uh started watching some hellraiser last night fell asleep so i have to go uh, back oh. and watch it again <sighs> yeah <laughs> well that's you know that's what a if conversation you, for yeah, if, listen to our other podcast out of the shadows podcast yeah. our hellraiser episode yeah that episode will be up next week if you're listening to this live it'll be up next week uh, anyway anthony yes where do we go from here i believe we take a commercial break we'll be right back how would you explain it a woman in wisconsin is doing the dishes when suddenly she's possessed by a terrifying feeling 
She's positive that her young daughter has just been in an accident. She quickly makes a desperate phone call, only to learn that her feeling was true. How would you explain this? A dozen people around the world who never met each other describe an encounter with a being from space, and their descriptions of the creature match almost exactly. And how do you explain this? A man's heart stops beating in a hospital, and he sees a blinding light that doesn't frighten him, but fills him with an indescribable feeling of peace. And how can you explain the growing number of people who feel that they've had a brush with something beyond our everyday understanding? Maybe no one can fully explain these things, but they can no longer be ignored. That's why Time Life takes a serious look into this world with a remarkable new series, Mysteries of the Unknown, to provide an objective and comprehensive look at what may lie beyond our ordinary reality. How can you explain this? Four men are drawn to an ancient Anglo-Saxon fort, site of a fierce battle. They enter the shadows of a ring of trees, and without warning, one of them is grabbed by an unseen force, lifted five feet in the air, and suspended for 30 full seconds. There are so many hints of a world more remarkable than we ever imagined, and of abilities that we barely suspect. Mommy, all I Send for your first volume on a free trial basis and see if you can explain these things away. Street test, Elizabeth Short. Don't walk out on me, Richard. Say you care, say it's that Short! You... This is a very sad scene. Do you think you're capable of playing sadness? I can do that. Her name was Elizabeth Short. She was young and beautiful, determined to be famous, but destined to be infamous. Well, listen up. No reporters view the body. The victim has been cut in half, all organs removed, blood drained from the body, and the mouth sliced ear to ear. It was the most notorious murder in California history. To the public, it was a sensation. This killer will be caught. To us, it would become an obsession. You gotta do something. He's been like this since last night. From the corridors of power. What do I have to do to keep my name out of the papers? To the filth of the gutters. She looks like that dead girl. Are you? Every life it touched, it consumed. Elizabeth and I made love once. I just did it to see what it would be like with someone who looked like me. stays buried forever. Nothing. Please say that you care. Say that you think that I'm beautiful. We're back. We are going to get into our main topic. Again, if you stuck around, but you didn't heed our warning, I'm going to say it one more time. We're going to talk about a case that is pretty gruesome. And it's pretty, it's pretty fucked up. 
Yes. So mm-hmm. if you're triggered by this kind of thing, if that thing easily upsets you, if you've got a weak stomach. Stop listening now. Yeah, now's the time to stop. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you next week with a regular episode of Hardly Awesome Podcast. But for those of you who are sticking around because that's your thing, <laughs> that's a weird thing, right? We're going to be talking about the Black Dahlia, specifically the Black Dahlia murder, the unsolved murder of, quote unquote, the Black Dahlia. Anthony, what had you known about the Black Dahlia before I said we're going to talk about the Black Dahlia? I know that it was a film actor. It was an actress. Okay. I thought it was in the 50s or so. I didn't know the year exactly, but I knew it was an older, an old-timey actress. Okay. And I knew it was, I think, out in, Ho- out in Hollywood. I believe okay. it was Hollywood. And I know uh, she was murdered. No one knows who. And it was, she, her, the body was left in, I feel like the body was left in, um, not the gutter, but like the divot in the road, right? Okay. I'm just li- that's you're, it. You're yeah, no. Me your oh yeah, that, that, okay. that, that's what that's what I knew, and it was just unexplained. No one knew who did it, and the band. Yes, and then there was a band named after it. Jim, that's it. What did you know about it before we said we're going to talk about it today? Um, I'm, I'm assuming you knew a lot more, or maybe yeah. not. Yeah. So I knew this was a young woman from Los Angeles who had been murdered back in the day, um, and her body had just been you know strewn on the edge of this empty field. Yeah. Basically cut in half. She had been drained of blood. Uh, yeah. There was no blood in her body, and and. The things that were done to the body were some very gruesome, dark, fucked up things. Yeah. It wasn't just like she was cut in half and killed and just laid there. there Where did you hear about that? So the Los Angeles, the Museum of Death in Los Angeles actually has a very big exhibit dedicated to this. Was that your first time being kind of acquainted with that? To this kind of extent, yes. Okay. Um, But I was familiar with it before. Like you you hear about the legend of it. You know what I mean? Have either of you watched that show that... um American Horror Story? Did you see her in that? Season, season six, the, the hotel episode? Yeah. I forget what ep- season no. number it was. Because that's the, supposed to be the Cecil Hotel. See, yeah, it's based on Cecil. The tie to the Cecil Hotel, which is going to be covered on an upcoming Hardly History. Oof. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, dude, Black Dahlia. I, mm-hmm. I'm this, I, I've always been into this kind of stuff, so I'm sure I read it at some point when I was like 12. Yeah, and a oh very inappropriate age to be reading about oh, this, yeah, but I'm sure dude. I did. Yeah, and then just hearing about it, you know, throughout the years of like, oh, new evidence suggests maybe this person did it, that person did yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just when you know, I see those things, I'm like, oh, so what's going on in that case? Because it's one of those again unsolved. So you hear about some new sort of information or piece of evidence or new theory every so often. It's not like it comes out that often. So yeah, yeah. just drop well, in when things come up. I'm sure it's also. As time get as as time moves on, the more and more details that come out, it's still going to make it even harder to because it's like, well, oh, yeah, so dude. many stories have been told. So many, a lot of times, it, you know, fiction starts to weave itself into reality, and mm-hmm. so what you know mm-hmm. is something that was presented by somebody who heard a different kind of story, so they added it to theirs. Yep, and now to you, it's fact. But maybe it never maybe even it, happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe they just misheard something because you said she was an actress. Yeah, I thought she was an actress. We're going to get into this. Yes. See, here's the other thing. Ready? I've been to where the body was found, too. I found the address and the location, and I drove over there to see what it looks like now today. Yeah, it's all de- all it's developed. All a neighborhood, dude. Yeah. Yeah. There's Crazy. like a house where her body was found, though. wonder if it's haunted. I don't know. Oof. It's interesting. Yeah. So the Black Dahlia, what I'm going to do, I said this earlier, I'm just going to go through Wikipedia. Okay. Only because I don't have time to sit down and write a book report. Yeah, which no, is I normally what I would like to do to give it the the attention it would need, but mm-hmm. it's already written here. Why would I rewrite something that's here? You know. Yeah. So I'm letting people know this is coming from Wikipedia. Word. 
So the little blurb that kind of gives you the overall story with Black Dahlia, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Short, known posthumously as the Black Dahlia, was an American woman found murdered in Lamart Park neighborhood of Los Angeles on January 15, 1947. Her case became highly publicized owing to the gruesome nature of the crime, which included the mutilation of her corpse, which was bisected at the waist. I'm going to scooch forward here, and it says uh, here, she would acquire the nickname Black Dahlia posthumously as newspapers of the period often nicknamed particularly lurid crimes. The term may have originated from a film noir murder mystery, The Blue Dahlia, released in 1946. Sensationalism. Yeah, after the discovery of her body, the Los Angeles Police Department began an extensive investigation that produced over 150 suspects but yielded no arrests. This is going to be some cool stuff to talk about because nah, I'm not talking about the murder, but I love this era. This era of, of policing and detective work. I also love this yes. era of Hollywood. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that too. Of L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, the golden there, age. Yes. There's something about that era that fascinates me. And when I say I always want to go out to L.A. and, and, and see things out there. I mean, maybe do touristy things like mm-hmm. go check out Chinese theater or this and that. But like at the end of the day, I want to I want to go places where I know stories happen of there. the origin like stuff happened. So I would be interested to drive through the, the, neighborhood. the neighborhood. Right. Yeah. yeah. But let's get to 1946. 1946. They found her body. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, her unsolved murder and the details surrounding it have a lasting cultural intrigue, which is correct. That's why we're talking about it today. So let's go early. Elizabeth Short was born July 29th, 1924, in the Hyde Park section of Boston, Boston, Massachusetts. She's the third of five daughters of Cleo A. Short and wife Phoebe May Sawyer. In 1927, the Short family briefly relocated to Portland, Maine, before settling in Medford, a a suburb of Boston that same year. Short's father built miniature golf courses until he lost most of his savings in 1929 stock market crash. Ouch. That wasn't good. The 29th stock market crash oh, no. really put a lot bad. of people. Oh, I mean, yeah. It was well, devastating. It sparked the depression, dude. Yeah. It was yeah. devastating, it was right? not good. Yeah. Now, imagine being the dad of five girls Fuck. and a wife, and you're trying to take care of them in this era. Where you're expected. And you build miniature they- golf courses, right? You're not a banker who still might have a job. You're not a politician. You're not a government worker. You're a builder of miniature golf courses, which mm-hmm. nobody's paying to install. No. Let me ask that's you this, a luxury, That's a luxury item. Anthony, oh, yeah. let me ask you something. At your age right now, what would you call a healthy life savings? What would what would be a healthy life savings to have in a savings account? $5,000. Life savings? What, well, what would you say, Jim? Oh, life savings? Well, okay, so I'm sorry. Life savings mean like... How much would you have in your account right now as your life savings, would you say, is a good... You don't have to tell me your exact. You can no, just I, tell me what's a healthy one for an age bracket that you're in. I'd say probably $30,000. 30, okay. I think that's probably healthy. Not that I'm anywhere near okay. that, but... Let's yeah. say you have 30000 Okay. right? Uh-huh. And you lose 27000 of it. Oh. Devastating. I mean, I'm no better off than I am at the second, so... <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying, though? But, but like, yeah, think yeah, of that yeah. Impact. No, I know, man. That's just money gone. In 1930... You can't recover. In 1930, his car was found abandoned on the Charlestown Bridge, mm-hmm. and it was assumed that he had jumped into the Charles River. Nuts. Believing her husband to be deceased, Short's mother began working as a bookkeeper to support the family. Damn, that happens, dude. People see that shit, and they, they feel like, I can't do this, and he feels bad, but... Pieces out. That's what we hear of her dad, right? Troubled by bronchitis and severe asthma attacks... 
Elizabeth Short underwent lung surgery at age 15, after which doctors suggested she periodically relocate to milder climates to prevent further respiratory problems. So her mother sent her to spend winters in Miami, Florida, with family and friends for the next three years. In her sophomore year, she dropped out of Medford High School. How old are you in your sophomore year? Oh, uh, you graduate uh, 15, when you're 18? 16. So yeah, probably like 15, 16. Depending. So probably not long after she had 16 years old, she pieces surgery. out. She's like, I'm done. I'm not going to school anymore. Okay. Can you imagine being what if you'd stop going to school at 16? Because you're closer to 16 than I am, so you should be able to remember that age better. Oh, Jesus Christ. Can you imagine just not going no, to school anymore? No, what but would was you a, do with your day every day? Yeah, but it was a different time. It was a different time because there was, there was a yeah, reality that fucking hard, at 16, hard kids on the regular, no, just took over. Like, no. And what's on, the, what's on the horizon right now, right here, early 40s? What's oh, happening World on the World II. climate? We're getting ready for World, World War II. Yeah. It's crazy, dude, right? There was this, there was, she's living in a world Basically where, that we're living in right now, just with less technology. But she's living in a world where yeah. there's an uncertainty about the oh, future. I know. Like, there's, yeah. there's people are going to war. And there's two kinds of people in America at that time. There's the ones who are like, oh, we're going over, the, you know, at some point we're going to clean up. We'll take care of that. Yep. We'll, we'll be the ones to get rid of everybody. And there's people who are like, it's the end of the world. Yeah. This is it. This is what the Bible said was coming. The, the evil is marching world, over right? Europe, and then it's going to come here. 1942, her mother received a letter of apology from her presumed deceased husband. Dun, dun, dun. Which revealed that he was, in fact, alive and had started a new life in California. What were you mm-hmm. just saying about oh, just you just pieced out. going out somewhere and starting a new life somewhere oh, else? Oh, yeah, you could do it back know. then, dude. Yep. You know? In December at age 18... Elizabeth Short relocated to Vallejo, California, to live with her father, whom she had not seen since age six. At the time, he was working at the nearby Mare Island Naval Shipyard on San Francisco Bay. Arguments between her and her father led to her moving out in January of 1943. So now she's 19, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she didn't stay there long. She took a job at the base exchange at Camp Cook, now Vandenberg Space Force Base. Space Force. Near Lompoc, briefly living with a U.S. Army Air Force sergeant who reportedly abused her. We know how those She's kind of in that that, that sort of lifestyle now. Yeah, and also that that in those days, uh, it wasn't questionable when the man hit a woman. No. Oh, well, that's true. I mean, they smacked a woman around because, listen, you're stepping out of line. What's wrong with you? You know how you're supposed to behave as a woman, right? She left Lompoc in mid-1943 and moved to Santa Barbara, where she was arrested on September 23rd, 1943, for drinking at a local bar while underage. Mm-hmm. So who hasn't done that, though? Did you ever and, went, Did you ever drink underage at a bar, like yeah. out in public? Oh, yeah. you did? I went to a bar once, and I was, <laughs> I was the DED, and the bartender comes over and goes, what do you want? I go, no, no. She goes, no, no, no. She goes, I, 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 you're fine here. And I'm like... Hey guys, I'm not the DD anymore. anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I totally oh, have. Yes, jeez, we all have. I never have. You're you're a heathen. <laughs> all right. Funny. Um, the juvenile authorities sent her back to Massachusetts, but she returned instead to Florida, making only occasional visits to her family near Boston. While in Florida, Short met Major Matthew Michael Gordon Jr., decorated Army Air Force officer of the Second Air Commando Group. You can see she has a type. Yep. Air Force guys, yeah, uh, who was training for deployment to Southeast Asian theater of World War II. Short later told friends that Gordon had written to propose marriage while he was recovering from injuries from a plane crash in India. She accepted his offer, but Gordon died in a second crash on August 10th, 1945, <laughs> less than a week before the end of the war. Good God. 
1946, she relocates to Los Angeles to visit Army Air Force Lieutenant Joseph Gordon Flickling, an acquaintance from Florida. Mm. She's she like, definitely got a type. By the way, <laughs> by the way, he died, and I'm moving to California to go stay with this dude I saw last week that was here. He's pretty dope. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to I'm not going to speak ill of the dead. Um, he was stationed at the Naval Reserve Air Base in Long Beach. Short spent the last six months of her life in Southern California, mostly in the Los Angeles area. Shortly before her death, she had been working as a waitress and rented a room behind the Florentine Gardens nightclub on Hollywood Boulevard. She has been variously described and depicted as an aspiring or would-be actress. According go. to some sources, she did in fact have aspirations to be a film star, though she had no known acting jobs or credits. Okay. So that's so one of those was, pieces of information that gets misconstrued Because she wanted to be an actress, all of a sudden passing. she was an actress. Yep. And then all of a sudden it was like, wasn't she a background actress in this movie? Because like that's screen? her head, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or the, or the, uh, the That's another mysterious thing to bring up. The picture of the murdered woman in Jaws. Wait, yeah. what? That's crazy. Yeah. 1940, so now we're in 1946, 1947. World War II's ended now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, so we're past that. Yep. Yes. What's the world look like at that time? For America, it looks fucking unlimited. We're literally on fucking top. Yeah, right? Or we yeah. think we are. We're the, we're the fucking... We're Industry the, is, ex- is going to explode Explode, now, dude. Yes. Right? Yep. Especially after the decades before where her father saw financial ruin. Struggled. And left her family high and dry because he couldn't take it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now we're living in a time where anything could happen. Well, this started This started all the, the gross excess in America that came afterwards. And Hollywood is in its golden era. Yes. Films are coming out. Anthony, what's going on in the films of 1946? What movies are out in, there? In the films in 1946, what are we've got It's a Wonderful Life. Whoa. Ooh. That's a big one. Yeah. Right? Yep. So Hollywood, boom, got a banger there. The Big Sleep. The Big Sleep okay. is a big movie. Yep. The best years of our lives. Heard of it. Never watched it. Heard of it. Song of the South. Oh, that's the Disney. (laughs) That's the Disney one. Ooh. The Yearling. Okay. The Dark Mirror. Okay. Notorious. The Harvey Girls. Stairway to Heaven. Okay. Hollywood is just flying. I mean, it's it's amazing. This This is a time when... Yes, of course she would have been inspiring. Like she so wants everybody to. Everybody wanted that. She's it's just so glitz and glam and so attractive. Yeah, to everybody at that time. There's some pictures of her really like like, like portraits that are like she like got done up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They are. Are they headshots or where they, they get like their shots it. from? Looks like it. Too. Yeah, and yeah, you could see like she has the looks to be an actress. I could see why people yeah. would say, "Oh, she yeah. was an actress," right? Let me ask you this, Jim. So what's currently in 1946, uh, the top podcast at the time? Top podcast is hardly awesome podcast, <laughs> without podcast. a doubt, dude. No, but what's going, so what's going on in the music world? Like, what's, what's music like at the time? So, you know, a lot, of, a lot of what you would think, this is the top Billboard magazines uh, based on recording sales. Um, yep. To Each Their Own by Eddie Howard. Never heard of that. Okay. The Gypsy by Ink Spots. You're down a little bit further. You're running into some Bing Crosby, Sanx, uh, Frank Sinatra, yeah. or Perry Como. So. Yeah. So are you guys familiar? with 1940s music oh hell yeah not dude. not really hell the 40s yes. not so but it's not so during much the 40s war, wartime music not I, I really can't pull them out but i know like being Cro- being crosby and sinatra obviously those names i know but i don't really don't listen to 40s really yeah 
Other than and like dinner string music the, uh, or like is on a playlist, I couldn't I couldn't pick it out. Start getting fifties, yeah, I can start. Well, yeah, because fifties is started when the rock started to come out, right? Yeah. Oh, even like, the, even like the old. No, I like the even like the oldie stuff. Like not really like rock. What's his name? Who does um uh, kick in the head? <clears throat> Who's that guy? I can never remember his name. Don't know. I that a kick in the head. <laughs> Word. Forties. I don't. I've heard this one. This kind of music. Who is this? Yeah. The Ink Spots. Okay, then I, then I have I've heard this one. Hell yeah, dude. You fucking just hear I'm just fucking going to All right, so I mean like I do know I do know tunes. This is 40s wartime music. I, I, Bugle Boy. I mean, I was in jazz band, so I do, so like, I did play and listen to some All right, listen ignore stuff, me. But, like, he had a kick in the head was 1960. <laughs> that was way later. Anthony, tonight, when you're cooking dinner at home, Oh God, Pull up dude. 40s, 19 war, just 1940s wartime radio, and just play that while you're cooking. And trust me, it just it works. It fits. Yeah, dude. Okay. I, I'll do. I do that a lot. I listen to like Dean Martin or Bing Crosby or all that, dude. And just so that's what the, the world is like, right? Everything yeah. just seems mm-hmm. so awesome. Yeah, hardly. And then L.A. is about to get hit with some nastiness. Oh yeah. Like what? On January 9th, 1947, Elizabeth Short returned to her home in Los Angeles after a brief trip to San Diego with Robert Red Manley, a 25-year-old married salesman she had been dating. Makes sense, right? I'm going to say probably ex-Air Force. Married. Yes. Manley stated that he dropped Short off at at the Biltmore Hotel in downtown L.A. and that Short was to meet her sister, who was visiting from Boston that afternoon. By some accounts, staff of the Biltmore recalled having seen Short using the lobby telephone. Shortly after, she was allegedly seen by patrons of the Crown uh, Crown Grill Cocktail Lounge at 754 South Olive Street, approximately three-eighths of a mile away from the Biltmore. This was January 9th, 1947. I have also heard uh, that she was potentially seen at the bar in the Cecil Hotel that night as well. That's how they try to tie her to that, is yes. that the Cecil Hotel has stories where people say they saw the Black Dahlia, but that could be an after the thing. It you very know? well could just be. They just, the just want to tie themselves tie, well, to that. Flu- well, and, and just flourish up the uh, the myth of that hotel, you know? Yeah. That was January what, Anthony? Ninth. Yeah. On the morning of January 15th, 1947, Short's naked body, severed into two pieces, was found in a vacant lot on the west side of the North Norton Avenue midway between Coliseum Street and West 39th Street in the neighborhood of Lamert Park. Lamert? Lamert. Limert. Limert. At the time, Limert Park was largely undeveloped. Mm-hmm. Local resident Betty Bursinger discovered the body at approximately 10 a.m. while walking with her three-year-old daughter. Initially thinking she had found a discarded store mannequin. Yep. When she realized it was a corpse, she rushed to a nearby house and telephoned the police. Damn. Yeah. The fuck, dude? How do you even process that when you're walking up? Because in your mind, it feels like a mannequin. Yeah. It looks like it. It's two pieces. Yeah. And it's so white. It's so white. And, 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 as again, you get, and it looks talking. dirty. It's all fucked up looking. So it just looks like it's dirty and tossed to the side. 
And again, you're talking 1946. So yes, we did see a lot of bad stuff in the war, but it's not like it's in your face like technology yeah, nowadays. Right, we are seeing right. this kind of thing. And so this person's shows, walking movies. up on this, thinking with her three-year-old, fucking walking her. I know. Thinking it's a mannequin. Yeah. That's what not, happens when you start going. No, that's not oh mannequin. shit! That's real. Holy fuck! I am looking at a person in half. Yeah. You got to process that in real time. Oh God! And then react because you have your child there too, so you can't and like granted, you can't yes, let yourself be like, lost. This was on the edge of a, of a vacant lot, so it was a lot of grass and it was wide open. Who knows? But me, I'd be like, I got to get out of here because I don't know watching if this me to see this. Still here, exactly, dude. So this is exactly. where it gets a little bit detailed, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's gonna it can be gross for people that can't take it. Yes, I'm gonna read through it afterwards. I might edit it out depending on how it comes out. Okay. Short's severely mutilated body was completely severed at the waist and drained of blood, leaving her skin a pallid white. Medical examiners determined that she had been dead for around 10 hours prior to the discovery, leaving her time of death either sometime during the evening of January 14th or early morning hours of January 15th. The body had been apparently washed by the killer. Short's face had been slashed from the corners of her mouth to her ears, creating an effect known as the Glasgow smile. Mm Mm-hmm. She had several cuts on her thigh and breasts uh, where entire portions of flesh had been sliced away. The lower half of her body was positioned a foot away from the upper and her intestines had been tucked neatly beneath her buttocks. The corpse had been posed with her hands over her head, her elbows bent at right angles, and her legs spread apart. (sighs) Upon the discovery, a crowd of passerby and reporters began to gather. The Los Angeles Herald Express reporter Aggie Underwood was among the first to arrive at the scene and took several photos of the corpse and the crime scene. Near the body, the detectives located a heel print on the ground amid the tire tracks, and a cement sack containing watery blood was also found nearby. Oh, man. I'm not going to get into the actual, actual autopsy side of this because yeah, the you, autopsy goes in-depth. But she had pieces of, like, chunks of skin and flesh removed from her body, too, not just cut. Like, she had pieces of her breasts, her thigh I'm just kind of chunked lie. out. I'm not going to lie. Had I been like, oh, yeah, D- Black Dahlia murder. Ah, she gets severed up and mutilated. Probably wouldn't have said, oh, I want a dog. We want to talk about that. I'm gonna say like this is like this is like this is some group. This is some fucked up shit. Like no, you gotta be a really is, fucked dude. up person to do this shit. It is like dude. this. Like you gotta be fucked up to just murder someone. You said like, this that, is like what? that alone. Forty seven. But like this right here is like, dude. Like fucking a. You thought that was fucked up. You're about to hear something more fucked up. Hit me with it. Short was identified after her fingerprints were sent to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. That's oh, fine. No. Thank nothing, God no, she was weird there. arrested before because they would have never had her fingerprints on file. Yes, but here's the thing. Old school, yeah. It's fucked up. You ready? Immediately following Short's identification, reporters from William Randolph Hearst's Los Angeles Examiner contacted her mother, Phoebe Short in Boston, and told her that her daughter had won a beauty contest. It was only after prying as much personal information as they could from Phoebe that the reporters revealed that her daughter had, in fact, been murdered. What? No. Tell me that's not fucked up, dude. Oh, that you could. That's not. No, oh, yeah, she won a beauty contest. So we need to get as much information as we can for a background thing we want to do on her. Oh, I'm so happy. Yes. And she's telling her, well, she was born. This is what she was like. She's lived like this and she's been here and there. She's a free spirit and all. But, you know, that's how she is. Like, she's all happy. She goes, they get as much as they can. Is that all you can tell us? How many boyfriends has he had? All this stuff. Is that all? Is that all? You know, are you sure? Okay. Actually, she didn't win. She's dead. We needed information on this. 
Thank you. The Goodbye. No- have a nice day. The newspaper offered to pay her airfare and accommodations if she could travel to Los Angeles to help with the police investigation. That yet was yet another ploy since the newspaper kept her away from police and other reporters to protect their scoop. See, and I read that and I said, well, at least after duping this woman, at least they did that much. They said, look, we'll fly you out here, put you up. You can help with the police investigation. And then you got further. And then I got further and I was like, wow, these people are savages. They're just fucking assholes. 1940s, fucking dude. They didn't give they a are. fuck, dude. They didn't give a fuck. The Examiner and another Hearst newspaper, the Los Angeles Herald Express, later sensationalized the case with one article from the Examiner describing the black tailored suit short was last seen wearing as a tight skirt and a sheer blouse. The media nicknamed her the Black Dahlia and described her as an adventuress who prowled Hollywood Boulevard. Additional newspaper reports, such as one published in Los Angeles Times on January 17th, deemed the murders a sex fiend slaying. So it sounds like they're trying to paint her in a very specific type of light. Yep. Whether that That's... light is true or not. Mm-hmm. So all the way up to this point, had you learned that today? And what you what did you say you watched a video on this? I was watching um, the BuzzFeed. Yeah. Uh, uh, with Shane okay. and was it Brent when they were in the car? <laughs> Brent? It, well, no, no. It was. Er, it, it was. It wasn't Shane and Ryan. It, I, it, know, it, I know. I, I know. I can't remember name, but um. I was watching it, and I don't think they went into nearly that much detail. Were you watching it, watching it, or was it just kind of background? But you, had oh no, I was, I was, something else. well, no, I was, I was listening to it while I was also uh, brushing my teeth and stuff, okay. and, get, and getting changed and stuff in the morning. All right, so you really weren't actually. Well, like, no, I was listening, but losing not yourself no, into it. No, I did not. I have not had time to. So you didn't That's, get any of this. No, because I, I was like, oh, yeah, she's a murderer, and I'm like, and I'm like, all right, cool. And there's like, oh, a couple suspects. And I'm like, all right, I got that. Didn't uh, get anywhere into the details of this. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, fucked it's fucked up. up. It's, it's really fucked up. And I still know it's not done yet. <laughs> On January 21st, 1947, a person claiming to be Short's killer placed a phone call to the office of James Richardson, the editor of The Examiner, congratulating Richardson on the newspaper's coverage of the case and stated he planned on eventually turning himself in, but not before allowing police to pursue him further. Additionally, the caller told Richardson to, quote, expect some souvenirs of Beth Short in the mail. End quote. So what are you thinking? Somebody calls and says you that at the newspaper. And says I'm in the 40 where I know we can't tap, we can't ta- we can't tap the line. We have no way to trace a call back. Like we're in this time a time era. Not even that. Just what are you thinking? Like, is this guy for real? Is this dude just a psycho like claiming responsibility for this, even though he really didn't do it? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? I'm thinking I, I, I'm not out. I'm not ruling out anything. If, if I'm a reporter. OK, well, I'm not, that's, ru- that's I'm not, I'm not ruling anything out, but I'm open to see like, let's see what's coming. And because I mean, yeah, I'm just I'm just like, all right, this someone wants someone wants to talk. I mean, this is just this is my job. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm, I'm, I don't have point. any. That's kind. Of, that's how I'm going to take it. If I'm an, if I'm a reporter or a journalist, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to do. This person wants to talk. I thought you were going to say, but okay, I, pro- I probably I probably will let the police. That know was a really good answer. <laughs> thank you. I probably will let the police know as well. Like, hey, listen, this is also happening. So, what do you need me to help do? But. On January 24th, a suspicious manila envelope was discovered by a U.S. Postal Service worker. The envelope had been addressed to the Los Angeles Examiner and other Los Angeles papers with individual words that had been cut and pasted from New York uh, newspaper clippings. Additionally, a large message on the face of the envelope read, Here is Dahlia's belongings. Letters to follow. The envelope contained Short's birth certificate, business cards, photographs, names written on pieces of paper, and an address book with the name Mark Hansen embossed on the cover. 
The packet had been carefully cleaned with gasoline, similarly to Short's body, which led police to suspect the packet had been sent directly by her killer. Despite the efforts to clean the packet, several partial fingerprints were lifted from the envelope and sent to the FBI for testing. However, they were compromised in transit and thus could not properly be analyzed. In transit. How convenient. This is where the, the, the part of the BuzzFeed video did go over this part pretty much. Oh, so you knew that they received the package? Or, or I, I, or no, no, I'm sorry, not the package, but the, but the gasoline that they, um, that the, he was using that, and that when the invest, when the evidence started started getting looked at, uh-huh. it gets you know conveniently just no. The same day the packet was received by the examiner, a handbag and a black suede shoe were reported to have been seen on top of a garbage can in an alley a short distance from Norton Avenue, two miles from where her body had been discovered. The items were recovered by police, but they had also been wiped clean with gasoline, destroying any fingerprints. So I guess that's a thing. Gasoline will destroy fingerprints. Good to know. Keep that in the back of your mind. <laughs> Carry a little vial of gasoline everywhere you go. Splashed over stuff. On March 14th, we're March now, two months later already. Hmm. An apparent suicide note scrawled in pencil on a bit of paper was found tucked in a shoe in a pile of men's clothing by the ocean's edge at the foot of Breeze Avenue in Venice. The note read, To whom it may concern, I have waited for the police to capture me for the Black Dahlia killing, but have not. I am too much of a coward to turn myself in, so this is the best way out for me. I couldn't help myself for that or this. Sorry, Mary. Hmm. Hmm. The pile of clothing was first seen by a beach caretaker who reported the discovery to John Dillon, lifeguard captain. Dillon immediately notified Captain L.E. Christensen of the West Los Angeles Police Station. The clothes included a coat and trousers of blue herringbone tweed, a brown and white T-shirt, white jockey shorts, tan socks, and tan moccasin leisure shoes, size about eight. The clothes gave no clue about the identity of their owner. Hmm. And there's no way to like do DNA testing to see like, hey, not who's then. That's, not that's then? If if you even have, even if they had it at the time, if their DNA was on file, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Police quickly deemed Mark Hansen, the owner of the address book found in the packet, a suspect. Hansen was a wealthy local nightclub and theater owner and an acquaintance at whose home Short had stayed with friends. And according to some sources, he also confirmed that the purse and shoe discovered in the alleyway were in fact Shorts. So those were hers. Mm -hmm. Ann Toth, Short's friend and roommate, told investigators that Short had recently rejected sexual advances from Hansen and suggested it was a potential cause for him to kill her. However, he was cleared of suspicion in the case. Is that typically Which, this the... guy's probably not the type well, to typically get rejected? Also, but even in if the forties, no, the... in the forties, no didn't mean no. But still, when she rejects it, is your next response that kind of blind rage to do what happened to her body? Um. What? How long has she been rejecting him for? Who knows? Here's the thing. I think he had motive. I don't think he did it, though. Crazy, right? Yeah. Well, he was clear of suspicion in the exactly. case. Mm -hmm. uh, in addition to Hanson, the LAPD interviewed over 150 men in the ensuing weeks whom they believed to be potential suspects. Manley, uh, who had been one of the last people to see Short alive, was also investigated but was cleared of suspicion after passing numerous polygraph examinations. Police also interviewed several persons found listed in Hansen's hand uh, address book, including Martin Lewis, who had been an acquaintance of Short's. Lewis was able to provide an alibi for the date of uh, Short's murder. He was in Portland, Oregon, visiting his father-in-law, who was dying of kidney failure. 
A total of 750 investigators from the LAPD and other departments worked on the case during its initial stages, including 400 sheriff's deputies and 250 California State Patrol officers. At at some point, when you have that many cooks in the fucking kitchen. Well, many different departments working on something, especially back then, because it's not just an email. They didn't know. A a lot of them didn't talk to each other. They were trying to make a name for themselves. Information's not being shared properly. That still happens today. Various locations were searched for potential evidence, including storm drains throughout L.A., abandoned structures, and various sites along the Los Angeles River. But the searches yielded no further evidence. City Councilman Lloyd G. Davis posted a $10,000 reward for information leading to police uh, police to Short's killer. In 2021, that would have been an equivalent of $121,356. Jesus. Mm. After the announcement of the award, various persons came forward with the confessions, most of which police dismissed as false. Several of the false confessions were charged with obstruction of justice. So basically, it went from hot to not so hot to have that story in the in in the newspapers so nobody really talked about it much to fizzling out to nothing really happening from it. Yeah, all the sensationalization mm-hmm. died off and nobody cared anymore. She was just a she's nobody. just another yeah, dude, she's just a nobody LA transplant who got caught up and chewed up and spit out by the city, dude. Yep. That's how they viewed it. By the spring of 47, Short's murder had become a cold case with few new leads. Sergeant Finnis Brown, one of the lead detectives on the case, blamed the press for compromising the investigation through reporters' probing of details and unverified reporting. So the, the police are blaming the press. In September 49, a grand jury convened to discuss the inadequacies of the LAPD's homicide unit based on their failure to solve numerous murders, especially those of women and children, in the past several years. In the aftermath of the the grand jury, further investigation was done on Short's past with detectives tracing her movements between Massachusetts, California, and Florida, also interviewing people she knew in Texas and New Orleans. However, they all yielded no useful information in the murder. Hmm. So people, a whole bunch of people came forward and said that they did it. Yeah. Hmm. So Um, much so that they had to eventually start charging people with obstruction to try and prevent people from coming forward and telling lies. Listen to some of the people that different writers different reporters, different everybody who's kind of had a touch in, the, in re- researching this story. These these are a list of people. I'm going to say names. You're not going to know, but some of them you might. Leslie Dillon, Joseph Dumay, Artie Lane, Mark Hansen, Dr. Francis E. Sweeney, Woody Guthrie, Bugsy Siegel, Orson Welles, <laughs> George Hodel, Fred Sexton, George Knowlton, Red Manley, Patrick O'Reilly, and Jack Anderson Wilson. Isn't that crazy? I shouldn't laugh, but that's just not a name I expected you to say. That's oh, like, Woody that Guthrie. Came, I, I, I don't know. I don't word. know Woody Guthrie. Um, I, I'm familiar with the name. I don't know who he is though. Uh, but yeah, dude, that's the thing. There's just so many suspects. They're not able to nail it down. The technology wasn't there at the time to be able to get the evidence they needed to possibly link people. Yeah. So how are you really gonna know? And well, you know? and then on top of it, if you have all these different different departments all working independently, and then and then indiv- well, and then individual agents, could you picture all the different pieces of evidence that are all spread out? That maybe yeah, if they would have today, collectively put. But today, you can't tell me all that evidence hasn't been shared between the different departments, and all that evidence is known. And they still yeah, but how don't. how many pieces of evidence do you think from the forties in a rando? police locker just got swept away and didn't get recognized so maybe what's left now but all the different pieces of evidence that are scattered i don't believe that they all probably made it through here's some crazy stuff that came of it 
Okay. I did not know this. What? Now that we now you'll know what we're I'm we're gonna talk about here in just a second. I don't think any of us knew it came and was spurred because of the Black Dahlia murder. On February second, nineteen forty seven, just two weeks after Short's murder, Republican State Assemblyman C. Don Field was prompted by the case to introduce a bill calling for the information of for the formation of a sex offender registry. The state of California would become the first U.S. state to make the registration of sex offenders mandatory. Hmm. I didn't wow. know that. Damn. Wow. Yeah, man, this is it's crazy, right? Her legacy. Let's see. Short is interred at the Mountain View Cemetery in Oakland. Uh, Short's murder has been described as one of the most brutal and culturally enduring crimes in American history, and Time Magazine listed it as one of the most infamous unsolved cases in the world. Short's life and death have been the basis of numerous books, television shows, and films, both fictionalized and nonfiction. Among the most famous fictionalized accounts are, uh, of her death is James Elroy's 1987 novel, The Black Dahlia, mm-hmm. in which, in addition to the murder, it explored the larger fields of politics, crime, corruption, and paranoia in post-war Los Angeles. Um, yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. When you're when you're thinking about what this world she was mm-hmm. living in was at the oh, time, yeah, right? Dude. It was it was basically the Wild West, dude. It was oh, crazy, yeah. you know. Um, she was also portrayed in heavily fictionalized accounts by Lucy Arnaz in a 1975 film, Who's the Black Dahlia? She was also in in season four, episode thirteen of Hunter. Uh, that's what it was. The, the Who's the Black Dahlia, which was on there. Um, let me see. American Horror Story, played by Mina mm-hmm. Suvari. Featuring short in the plot line of the episode Spooky Little Girl, and again in 2018 with Return to Murder House. Mm. So there you go. Yep. That is the unfortunately sad and brutal story not of only, the it's Black sad Dahlia. Because not only did they never find out who killed her, not yeah, only still. did she die in such a brutal way, but that's what she's known for. And it's that's... crazy because there's so many really old cases where they finally figured out who who may have done yeah, this yeah, and that. Yeah. And there's it's crazy that sometimes there was you know there's just a time that people just got away with it. Yep, it's crazy. Yeah, yep. there crazy you go. Think that. There you go. There's our episode. That's weird. How you that's doing? Weird. You all right? You gonna sleep all right tonight? I don't. Yeah, I'll be fine. I don't <laughs> mutilation stuff. I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. I completely forgot about the mutilation part of her. I complete. I was like, yeah, actress that died. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Found in the found in like a field in the ditch. Yeah. Forgot about the mutilation. That was like. Mm. Yeah, it's brutal, dude. Yeah, it is. Oh, hey. But anyway, let's uh, let's try to bring it up a little bit here before we go. Sure. Yes. I got a question for you, Anthony. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I got a question for you, Anthony. What did you learn this week? What I learned this week. I learned. That's not dark and depressing. Yo, po- like pre pre nineteen eighties, I'll say. If you get away, if you can not be at the scene of the crime when the cops get there, you're a pretty good chance of actually getting away with it. Well, as long as you wash away your evidence with gasoline. Yes, that too. That's what I learned this week. Gasoline can, can pig- clean evidence from a crime scene. Piggybacking all fucking morning. <laughs> I was just gonna say that too. We're all on the same, but yeah. When I read that, I was like, "Are you crazy? That's crazy." Yeah. I think I knew about that, but I just forgot about. I it. never would have thought seen about it on like that. forensic files. I, or but God, it stinks. You they know did how, how bad mentioned that smells. In yeah, the Buzzfeed thing. So I actually didn't learn that this morning. That's <laughs> crazy, though. Can you imagine? Like, you want to wipe down your stuff? Everything's gonna smell like gasoline now. Well, people use gasoline to clean things, like their what? Like, their Ooh. tools and garages Ooh. and stuff. You've never heard of people doing it? Not like they shouldn't Why? do it now, but back in the day, like the eighties and the nineties and no. shit. 
Really? Where did where are you see? I have this? heard people cleaning tools with like gasoline. Dude, I'm gonna, gets, I'm, oh, hold it, on. I'm, it helps get the the grime off and the dirt and the grease build what? up. What? Who are you hearing this from? Hold on. Cleaning. I don't tools remember where. I just remember I've heard this. gasoline. I. You're getting your oil changed, and the mechanics are like, "Hey, remember back in the '80s when we used to just clean our shit with gasoline?" You can use it as a as a cleaner. What do you do? You're asking Chad Okay, GPT? no, no, no. This so this is from Quora.com. Can pet can petrol be used for cleaning? Petrol, aka gasoline, is a very effective cleaner if you're trying to remove grease or oil. We'll Yo, see. I got this grease on my fucking wrench. What should I do? Yo, go slap I some like gasoline the motion, on that. I like the motion he was just doing when he was describing <laughs> got this on that. my gasoline. Dude, it was like this big of a wrench. Did you basi- not? Did, basically, did you see the Anthony rain in it? Anthony looked like he was jerking off. <laughs> So there you go. So we'll see you guys then. Until then, I'm Chris. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jim. And this has been Let's Get Weird. Wait, oh, wait, let's get weird. Oh, shit. Someone just took off with your keys. Someone just took off with your bike, bro. Holy shit. This could be for real breaking crime in the in the works. Hardly awesome breaking news. Breaking. Holy shit, dude. Holy fuck. They took his bike. Damn. This is breaking news on Hardly Awesome Podcast. We're in the middle of recording the intro to... Oh, this is like a, an unsolved mystery. <laughs> we begin with the boys sitting at the table, ready to record a podcast. No sooner does Chris open his mouth to start the show than they all hear the very familiar high whine of a motorcycle. Of a Mickey Mouse motorcycle. <laughs> Heading down the street. <laughs> Anthony thinks to himself, hang on, now I'm paranoid. Where are my keys? <laughs> Yo, he is super paranoid He jumped too, up. Man. And he did not have his keys here. He left yeah, them I down know. there. It definitely did not sound like his bike, though. But still. Well, no, but maybe that was somebody with somebody. And that was oh, the maybe. crotch rocket that took off. Yeah. Well, the other one took off behind him, but not like speeding like that. He drowned out the sound of him starting that bike and going. Bro. Uh-oh. He's going to be back. We hear him coming in. Here he is. He's got his keys. He's got them. Oh. Were they on the bike? Where were they? Yeah. They were in the ignition oh, still? Dude. I got, I got off rush. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Somebody could have legit just taken your bike, bro. Fuck. You got that coverage, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to get like a, um, you know, one of those retractable things. You got to get one of those so you can like keep it that part in your pocket and the keys attached to that. Still. So that's why when you walk away, it pulls you back. Yeah. This is back. I pull the bike down. So you don't forget them, dude. Nah. No, for one, my bike, you wouldn't hear it because it is a very small bike like that. No, probably, we were just saying that that's somebody that was with the person who, stole who was stealing your bike, and they were doing that so we couldn't hear them starting your bike and taking, taking off. off. Yeah, that oh, would have been gotcha. careful with those lights, bro. Oh. Yeah, that's, that, that could happen, bro. That's what happens. No, that's, just flip them up onto the table. There you go. Beautiful. Yeah. No, um, no, no, you're beautiful. No, you're beautiful. <laughs>